Welcome to the Inside Music Cast Correspondent Profile. As Inside Music Cast continues to grow worldwide, a large part of our success is due to the hard work and dedication of our correspondents who assist us in so many ways, such as promotion and marketing, lining up guests, creating new content for our website and Facebook page. But most importantly, our correspondents have a deep appreciation and knowledge for music and the musicians themselves. And today we're chatting with correspondent Max Zape. Hey, Max, thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's great to be here. <laughs> hey, thanks. You've been a contributor for IMC for a while, and uh, you're one of our, uh, I think you're the only uh, full-time musician that's actually a correspondent for Inside Music has. So uh, um, you've been busy. You're pretty much uh, gigging every single night, aren't you? Try to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is uh, just, just from a, uh, a musician perspective, uh, uh, you're, you're a keyboardist. And uh, tell our audience a little bit about the stuff that you're doing right now musically, because I know you've been playing music for a long, long time, man, right? Oh, very, very long time. Yeah. But most of my stuff is like in, in the smooth jazz genre, yeah. you know, because a lot of the guys I work with, that's what they do. Yeah. But I also do Top 40 and, you know, uh, other stuff to pay the bills, if you know what I mean. <laughs> when you gig, what what do you, uh, do you have your own little kits that you take with you? I mean, is everything, do you use a controller and, and just going out uh, and uh, and taking modules out, running the sounds off the computer, or are you taking actual uh, keyboards out there? No, I, I, I don't trust computers that much. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm <laughs> No, I, I actually um, I, I have a couple of uh, keyboards that I, I uh, kind of use regularly. It's mainly Roland's and Yamaha's, you know. Uh, you, one time you told me that you are uh, pretty much a vintage keyboard fanatic. And, uh, yes, I am. You know, we like to talk to our correspondents about the things that they love to do in the spare time and their hobbies and that kind of stuff. But, but this is special. Talk to us a little bit about how deep you get into the vintage stuff, man. That's cool. Oh, man, the, the vintage stuff. Well, you know, my the very first keyboard I, I ever gigged with was uh, a a Farfisa organ. So I mean, if you remember, <laughs> if you remember those little Farfisas. Oh yeah. Oh man, I uh, I had that and um, and I had forgotten about it, you know, because it actually belonged to a friend. And I remember when I uh, graduated from high school, you know, I bumped into my friend and I go, "Hey, you still got that Farfisa?" And he goes. He goes, yeah, man, it's sitting in my dad's garage. You want it? <laughs> and I'm like going, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> and that was like the beginning of my 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 collection, you know, because I was gigging with that. I was gigging with a Rhodes. I had a Rhodes suitcase, 88. Did you really? Which is like, uh, I, it's, <laughs> it weighs a ton. I know I have I mean, one. If, if you ever played a Rhodes, well, you know, it's a, it's a lot of love. You know, it's like if you <laughs> – I, I was in fact, I was telling a friend the other day because um, – uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, Rob Whitlock, great keyboardist, and he gigs regularly with a Rhodes and a B3. Holy you cow. Know? Yeah, a B3 <laughs> and a Leslie. Oh, my you know? God. And he holds all that stuff around in, in his little Dotson pickup truck. And, uh, and I'm going, I said, dude, I go, you got to really love your axe to want to do that because me, I would just assume get a synthesizer that has a nice road sound and a oh, nice yeah. B3 sound and use that. But, you know, some guys just have to play the real thing on a gig. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. But you've also, outside of being a, a musician, you, you've also worked in sound design and you've done some tech support for various instrument manufacturers. Is that right? Yes, I have. And uh, mainly, um, when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I, I did stuff for Yamaha when the uh, DX7 first came out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have a magazine called Aftertouch. Oh yeah, and, I remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, basically, you know, they would you know tell um, users to send in their patches, and and uh, I would send in a bunch of stuff, and next thing I know, you know, Yamaha was asking me if I wanted to, you know, do some. Um, um, uh, demonstrations and stuff, and so I was doing that, and then um, then the uh, WX7 came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I created some sounds, you know, for um, the TX81Z mod- uh, module. Yeah, uh, and um, that um, that basically got me started on on you know designing sounds. But to be honest with you, it's like um, uh, as the years rolled by, I got less and less away from you know, um, uh, synthesizing stuff and, and just going more into the composition thing and, and, um, writing because that, that's really, really more where my passion's at now. Yeah. You know, I mean, making, making funny sounds with synthesizers, the, those days kind of passed. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody back then was into the the old algorithms and uh, you know the uh, program for oh, the yeah. DX7s, and and I was even dabbling in that kind of stuff. And I'm like, everybody was digging in and so confused, like, man, what what do we oh, make? Yeah. You know, because it was a totally different animal than the analog stuff. You know, and uh, exactly, and, and it was and, and guys like uh, you know guys like my friend Bo Tomlin, they they created whole careers. You know, out of out of out of sound design. You're right. You know. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, him, uh, uh, um, my buddy Eric Persing. Yeah. Um, I mean, those those guys, they uh, they just literally, uh, and they dived into it head in. Yeah. Me, I was never that serious about sound design. You know, for me, it was just a, a passing hobby, something to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, nowadays, I'm I'm more of a sound tweaker. I'll I'll find something that's close, tweak what I need. You know, and then move on. Yeah. You know, because I um I really don't have time to like start <laughs> start from scratch anymore. Yeah. Just my curiosity, did you because you were involved with the DX7 at the very sort of at the begin at the beginning of it? Did you were you able to? Uh, did you happen to be at the Anaheim show when it was debuted or not? No, no. no? I okay. I was there the year after when they when they uh, debuted the Mark II. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just curious. You know, I was I was more of the Mark II series, you know, because I I had the uh, the Mark II with the uh, with the floppy disk, the two uh, FD. Yeah. Well, changing subjects just a little bit. Tell us about uh, artists that you've grown up listening to that have influenced your career and the way you play. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> where do I begin? <laughs> a short list. Yeah, that's that a is. big question. Just, just a short list. <laughs> yeah, the short list. Um, I would say like my. My my first like keyboard uh, uh, guys that I listened to a lot were like Bob James, yeah, uh, Tom Coster when he was with Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, um, um, the guys that played keyboards for uh, George Benson on on the Breezen album, um, um, Jorge Dalto and yeah. and uh, and Ronnie Foster. Yeah, you right. know those guys were like you know really big influences you know at first and then. Later, as I got older, I started getting into fusion. You know, um, I had a co- one of my older cousins turned me on to um, Weather Report yeah. and uh, and Chick Corea, and and uh, that kind of messed me up. You know, it's like um, <laughs> you know, and I, went, I, I went through a phase where I really wanted to be Chick Corea. <laughs> <laughs> you did your you hair know, like him too, right? <laughs> hey, you know, it's like you know, you 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 want to learn all the licks, you know, and uh, I um. 
you know, it got to the point where I realized, I go, you know what? I'm never going to beat Chikoria. <laughs> <laughs> I can come close, you know, but it's like uh, I understand the vibe and where it comes from and, and what the history is. And, uh, you know, I, sooner or later, you know, you find what your voice is, yeah, you man. know, and uh, and that was like part of it. <laughs> no doubt, no and, doubt. And, you know, we wanted to thank you, too, for the contributions you've made to Inside Music Cast. We really appreciate it. And, yeah. and uh, we really want to thank you for spending time and, and letting our audience get to know you a little bit better. Oh, great. All right. Anytime. Very cool. <laughs> Max, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, man. All right. Take Have care. Have a good one, guys. Take it easy. To learn more about Inside Music Cast, please visit our website at InsideMusicCast.com or find us on Facebook. Inside Music Cast is powered by Cabello Associates, multidisciplinary strategic design consultancy based in Indianapolis, and by Earshot Audio Post, national Emmy award-winning audio post production, also based in Indianapolis. Reach a worldwide audience through Inside Music Cast by becoming a sponsor. Simply contact us by visiting our website at InsideMusicCast.com.